Thank God. We have just had a great time with Evangelist Blanco, and he's just just excited to be here. And, and I took him through, I actually took him through a tour of Rochester, took him up to the lake. Then I took him through a tour of the buildings that we almost bought before we ended up with this one. And you know what? I have to confess, looking at them, I'm so glad we're here. I really am. Thank God. So let's give him plenty of time as he comes to minister. Evangelist Blanco. God bless you, bro. Praise God. Amen. It's good to be in church. I'm so excited about what's going on, what's happening. Uh, let me ask you this before we begin. Does anyone have a praise report? Has anyone gotten your miracle yet? Anyone? Yeah? Someone got a miracle? Yeah. What's your miracle? What happened? Uh, your sister what? Woo! Yeah! Amen! Anyone else? Anyone else got their miracle yet? Nothing? Keep expecting it. Keep expecting it. Even when I'm gone, you keep expecting it because God wants to give it to you. Amen. Okay. We're going to use two scriptures tonight. Two. First one is 2 Timothy 1 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. Second one is Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Once again tonight, we're going to have a deliverance service again. Amen. Last night we had one. We had a great, great service. Uh, We're going to have a deliverance service again tonight because, amen, God's in the house. Amen. God is in the house. Hallelujah. And God's going to help us. You know, the devil always wants to mess with our thoughts and minds. Why? He wants to take you and I out. He wants to take us out. And there's an epidemic in our generation, and I'm not talking about COVID, although that's basically gone. I'm talking about an epidemic that uh, people are suffering from mental health. Mental health. And this is worldwide. I go all over, and I see this everywhere. Worldwide. More and more and more people are getting falling into depression, thinking crazy thoughts, suicidal thoughts, uh, just... All kinds of crazy thoughts. And listen, God has an answer. And uh, people are getting into this chaotic mindset, and which brings other spirits with it that torment you. And, you know, like I said, they can bring a spirit of suicide on you. And then if you add prescription drugs or uh, you add opiates or, you know, other medicine, other, other drugs... Well, things happen. <laughs> things happen like, uh, you know, depression, oppression, double-mindedness, and so many other things. And I believe we're going to see a greater uh, or larger number of people uh, coming into our churches with these types of problems. And we need to be able to help them. And God gives us much, many scriptures to present to them, give it to them so that they can get delivered, set free, uh, you know, and, and, and help. Uh, the, the U.S. suicide rate has increased since 2000 and tripled for young girls. Tripled for young girls. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death for all Americans from ages 10 to 34. More Americans of all races are committing suicide every year, and the trend shows no signs of slowing down. 
Suicide rate rose 30% across America, but among women, the rate has increased 50%. Among women, 50%. There's a crisis going on, folks. And I want to ministry a message I've entitled, Transforming a Chaotic Mind. Transforming a Chaotic Mind. We're going to go to our text. First one is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. A sound mind. Barnes commentary, if you those who, who like to study, there's a commentary by the gentleman, his last name is Barnes. He says, power to encounter foes and dangers. Power, not just any type of power, but Holy Ghost power. You see, my friend, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit now comes and resides in us. He gives us a power that we, we've never had. It's Holy Ghost power. It's God's power. And this power helps you to bear up under trials, power to triumph in persecutions. But it doesn't stop there because that text says not only does it give you power, but now it gives you a love. It's a supernatural love. It's a love you've never had before. It's a agape love. It's a, the, the love that God gives you. Where before you didn't care. People went to hell or whatever. You go, so what? They want to mess their lives up? Let them. No. Now God gives you a love for souls. God gives you a love for people where you see them and you go, wow, what can I do to help them? What can I do to help them? You didn't have that before. But when you become born again, God gives you a love for people. People of all races. Where before you said, well, I ain't going to help that type of person. No, no, now you... No. It doesn't matter. Because it's a God love. But He doesn't stop there. He says, I still want to give you something else. He says, I want to give you a sound mind. A sound mind. This is a well-balanced mind where you can uh, where God helps you to make good decisions let's go to our second text Romans 12 verse 2 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? I want to look first of all at a chaotic mind. A chaotic mind. Folks, it doesn't matter where you are, saved or unsaved, if we do not control what comes into our, our mind, it can affect us. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't control what comes in here, it'll affect you. A chaotic mindset comes when we don't control the thoughts that come into us. When we don't control those thoughts. Or when we're not careful uh, uh, what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're hearing, what we see on social media, games we play, video games, uh, what you do on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and whatever other media you do. These things can affect you. I was in um, uh, a place near McAllen, Texas, just a small town nearby. 
in May of last year, and uh, we were just two hours away from Uvalde, Texas, where the 18-year-old Salvador Ramos fatally shot two teachers and about 17, 18 students at Robb Elementary School. Just uh, last year in May, a young man, 18 years old also, Peyton Grendon, if that's how you pronounce his last name, here in Buffalo, New York, wearing protective gear and armed with a rifle, he went and killed four customers in the parking lot of this grocery store. Then he goes into the store and he shoots nine more. And then he had a gunfire exchange with the uh, armed security guard, which he killed. And then afterwards, uh, he exited the store and surrendered to police. You guys remember in um, uh, the, the, the Houston bomb or the Austin bomber, a young man, uh, 24 years old. They found a recording about this young man, and there was nothing that he didn't mention anything about terrorism. He didn't mention anything about hate. The police chief said it was rather a message. His message was the outcry of a very challenged young man talking about challenges in his personal life. Challenges in his personal life. We found out that he graduated from homeschool in 2013 with 30 college credits. I mean, that's a lot of credits right there. 30 college credits. He went to church. What? He went to church. Was even considering going on a mission trip after graduating high school. But something caused this quiet kid to turn into a murderer. All these young men were going through some things, internal things. These young men had a chaotic mindset. How many know that our emotions play a huge part in our psyche? That's why loneliness, depression, oppression, anxiety, worry, failure, rejection, all these things play a big part in our lives and can bring chaos. Can bring chaos to us. In a book entitled Switch on Your Brain, I got this quote from there. It says, there's two kinds of chaos. Two kinds of chaos, okay? There's the internal and there's the external. And neither one is pleasant or productive. External chaos is the stuff we can't control. That's the external. Things that we can't control. It comes from the outside in and does its best to disturb our inner calm. Now, Internal chaos is sometimes real, as in the case of genuine anxiety, but more often than not, it's the stuff that we make up. What? It's the stuff that we make up. The stories that we and our failure to remain present tell ourselves about the challenges that we encounter in our lives and their potentials. Those stories are based on all sorts of things, from our assumptions, expectations, and ideas about the way the world works. In the busyness of life and everyday activities, we expose ourselves to the possibility of developing a chaotic mind, chaotic mindset. Many times it feels like endless loops and spirals of thinking that can easily get out of control. The book of Psalms, chapter 64 and verse number 6, they devise evil plans and say, we will commit the perfect crime. The thoughts and heart of man are deep. 
Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Another translation says the human mind is more deceitful than anything else. It is, in, it is incurably bad. Who can understand it? Someone said we are more often frightened than hurt. And we suffer more from imagination than from reality. We suffer more from imagination than from reality. Uh, let me give you a quote or a definition, excuse me, a definition of chaotic. It means completely confused or disordered. How many of you ever felt that way? Only me? Oh, two? Thank you. Amen. Sometimes we do feel that way. Hopefully not all the time, and not for a long period of time. Amen. Uh, you know? But we do feel that way sometimes. Many battle with negative thinking. But I mean, no, you don't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay that way. Someone said, a chaotic mind filled with uncaptured, uncaptured thoughts of anxiety, worry, and all manner of fear-related emotions sends out the wrong signal right down to the level of the DNA. Right down to the level of your DNA. That negative thinking will send out wrong signals to which will go down right into your DNA. How many remember the uh, group Megadeth in the uh, mid-90s? Megadeth. Some of you, some of you were rockers, amen. <laughs> there was a song that they sang, uh, Addicted to Chaos. <clears throat> I'm going to try to sing it for you. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> I'll just read a couple of words. I won't sing it to you. Man. My heart was blackened. It's bloody red. A hole in my heart, a hole in my head. I'm addicted, addicted to chaos. Turned breakdowns into blocks, smashed them because I could. My brain was labored, my head would spin. I'm addicted, addicted to chaos, addicted, addicted to chaos. Uh, I think you were, yeah, I, I, I think you were. <laughs> God, <laughs> But there's a lot of chaos because there's a lot of dysfunctional homes. How many come from dysfunctional homes? A lot of us do. We come from dysfunctional homes. Listen to this article in a culture where the extreme theme has become the norm. The extreme theme has become the norm. People are increasingly seduced into believing that intensity equals being alive. When that happens the mind becomes wired for drama and the soul is starved of meaningful purpose this type of life may produce heart-pounding excitement but the silence of this addictive energy can become or can bring about withdrawal fear restlessness that is unbearable you ever seen someone who's always hyper bro what's next huh? Dude, just take a chill pill, man. Just calm down. Yeah, but, but uh, what's it? It's okay, bro. <laughs> They're so hyper, man. Yeah. One article says, 
or, or this is a scientist. When there is a crisis, whether real or perceived, we actually experience a physical exhilaration, and it feels remarkably like being active. From there, it can be just a, sh- a very short distance to a relapse. Even if we don't pick up, <clears throat> we are not under, uh, we are not in a sober frame of mind. Addiction to chaos can be very damaging. Once engaged in someone else's crisis, we abandon ourselves and often develop resentments, especially if it is someone we love and are close to. That's why family chaos is so addictive, right? Some, some drama is happening in your family, and you want to know all the details. Did you hear about Auntie so-and-so? No, tell me. I want all the details. I mean, you, want, you just want to know everything. <laughs> Listen, when there's a chaos with family or friends, we feel compelled to listen to every detail and to take action. We are unable to let go. We need to be in the mix. Even though it is painful and upsetting, it requires tremendous effort to, to detach and not be involved to the detriment to our well-being. This is a true testimony. Listen to this man. This is his testimony. He says, my object of desire is chaos. My object of desire is chaos. My therapist told me at the end of my first session that I have a chaos addiction. The first session. Uh, sir, do you know that you're addicted to chaos? It's because I grew up with it. I was surrounded by it. I became one myself. My relationship with chaos had become so much a part of my fabric of being that if I didn't sense it, I would make it. How many of you are like that? Don't lift up your hand. It's okay. Hold on. Beloved, if, this, if you're this type of person... You don't have to live that way anymore. God's here to help us, my friend. One article said, well, most people try to avoid drama. Research shows that others have figured out how to trigger the body's stress response just for the rush. So guys, I'm going I'm to pull a little test on you, okay? Pretend you're back in school. It's just 10 questions. We're going to find out if you have an addictive mindset. 10 questions. You answer true or false. When I say the questions, don't don't go like this. Oh, true. Let's use true for the right hand, false for the left hand. Okay? So, 10 questions. We're going to take a test to find out if you're creating chaos in your life. Here goes question number one. Do you usually yell and scream to make your point? Ah! Do you? Okay, some of you are already going like this. Right hand, right? Right hand is true, left hand is false. Number two. Do you make things bigger than they are to win the argument? 
Some already have two on the right hand. Number three. If you get sick, do you tell everyone that... Uh, 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 do you let everybody know that you're sick? Uh, brother, do you know that I'm, I'm, I'm sick? Uh, I, I'm sick. Did I tell you guys that I'm sick? Yeah, I'm, I'm sick. I, I'm, I'm really sick. How many do that? Okay. <laughs> Number four. When you argue, do you ever break things or knock them over? (sighs) Do you ever break things or knock them over? (laughs) That's four. Number five. Does being calm or bored sound like the worst thing to you? Hurry up, preacher. You're boring. Number six. Do you ever yell at strangers if you feel that they're in your way? Get out! Honk, honk, honk! Get moving! Get out of here! Number seven. Keep note. Remember, some of you already passed five fingers on your right. You gotta use your toes on your right hand, on your right foot now, okay? Number seven. Do you hate it when you're not the center of attention? Uh, hello, I'm over here. Hello. Uh, is it, hey, I'm over here. Hello. Number eight. Is there usually a crisis to solve in your life? Do you usually have a crisis going on in your life? Okay, there's some of you. Okay. Number nine. Do you ever break up or threaten to break up with a friend often? I don't like you no more. You're not my friend no more. Don't call me, okay? Don't visit me. And then, number 10. Are you usually the one who starts fights or arguments? Okay, let's find out how you did. If you answer true to five or more questions, you are addicted to chaos. At the end of service, usually after this sermon, I get a number of people said, Brother, I scored 10. <laughs> really? And I'm the pastor. No, no. <laughs> but many people scored 10 positive. Oh my God. Let's go quickly into my second point. Let's talk about thoughts in the mind. Thoughts in the mind. Folks, When you allow negative words to linger in your mind, listen, my friends, you will quickly fall into being a critical person or having a criticizing spirit. And instead of seeing anything positive, all you see is negative. What a beautiful day, huh? No. I hate this day. And I mean, everything's all negative. Another thing I'm seeing is people in our own churches and those that have been saved for a while, I'm seeing that they're struggling with the issue of of a chaotic mindset. In other words, many Christians have lost the element of keeping or having a sound mind in our churches all over the world. People are, 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 
like they're losing that element. They're, they're, how, how, how do you have a sound mind? I mean, you're suffering in silence. Because of your position, because of your time in church, you don't want to go and open up to the pastor because what's the pastor going to think? I mean, I've been saved already for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. What's the pastor going to think? Don't worry about that. If you're struggling with some stuff, go and get prayer. The Bible says, hey, go to your elders. Get some prayer, folks. It's okay. Many kids and parents as well isolate themselves. And they don't want to express anything because they think, I don't know, they, you know, get laughed at or, what, or, or, or say like, Really? You're having those type of... Th- you? And then that makes you feel like, Oh, God, I am a worm. Oh, man, you know. Don't isolate yourself, my friends. There's a book called Dreamland. It documents this isolation that kids are doing, and many of them are under uh, medication... Med- uh, drugs, under medication... Uh, prescribed drugs... But they're moving on from that unto heroin. Many are overdosing. Many are taking opiates. They're taking fentanyl. In our little town of Prescott, in bold letters about that big in the newspaper, it says, Enough is enough! Many teenagers are dying with fentanyl. One pill, wiping them out, killing them. One pill. See, the devil is lying to many of you, and he... He wants you to isolate yourself. He wants you to think that no one understands you. He wants you to think that nobody cares for you, that you're not loved. But I'm here to tell you, that's a lie. That's a lie. Don't receive that lie. Don't receive that lie. Ephesians 6.12 says this in the NIV, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Someone said this, it is interesting that every cell in the body is connected to the heart. Every cell is connected to the heart. And the brain controls the heart. And the mind controls the brain. So whatever we're thinking about affects every cell in our body. What you're thinking about affects every cell in your body. You and I choose what we think about. You and I can choose what we think about. And I'm here to tell you that, folks, you can choose right and good thoughts. You can Thoughts that will not lead you to chaos. Thoughts that will not lead us to destruction. We do not have to be tormented by wrong thought patterns or wrong thinking. There is deliverance tonight through the blood of Jesus Christ. He's alive. And He wants to help you. He wants to set you free here, my friend. doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what title, what position you have, how long you've been saved. does not matter. There's studies that show that when we discipline our thoughts, positive physical brain changes happen. Listen to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. One commentary says, 
Some give God temporary control of their interests only to take control back the moment things stop going the way they expect. Still others commit a task fully to the Lord but put no effort themselves. Then they wonder why they do not succeed. We must maintain a balance, trusting God as if everything depended on Him while working as if everything depended on us. Someone said our thoughts, imagination, and choices can change the structure and function of our brains on every level. Thoughts can govern our conditions and decide whether we are successes or failures. God designed us to observe our own thoughts, catch those that are bad, and get rid of them. God designed us to do that. The importance of capturing those thoughts cannot be underestimated because research shows that the vast majority of mental and physical illness comes from our thought life rather than from environment or genes. Where does it come from? Right here. Thought life. So we need to bring certain thoughts into captivity. Research dating back to the 70s shows that capturing our thoughts in a disciplined way rather than letting them chaotically run rampant can bring about impressive changes in how we feel and think. Research shows that controlled, focused thinking leads to impressive improvement in cognitive uh, functioning and emotional balance. Here's a scripture that God tells us. He gives us through the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5 in the NIV says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. God gives you and I the capacity that when crazy thoughts, depression, suicide, whatever it may be, whatever thoughts are coming and damaging you, making you uh, think just negative all the time, God says, listen, I'm giving you the authority, the capacity to go like this. Stop! Get out of here. Don't entertain that. Stop it! God gives you the authority. God gives you this. that You can do it. You can, my friend. It's time to say, you know what? Enough is enough. The devil has just been like slapping you. Boing, 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 boing. And you're all... Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. There's help tonight. The primary success of capturing your thoughts is to be focused on God's way first. Not the world's way. One man put it like this. We must be able to imagine ourselves in the future. Our brains may have stamps from the past. But they are being rewired by our expectation of the future. The Word of God can change that, beloved. God gives you and I a good future. Faith motivates us to pursue these goals. Hope 
leads to expectation, which creates peace, excitement, health in our minds, thus increasing brain and body health. What you think is what you experience when it comes to your health. It's made possible by the amazing pharmacopoeia that you have within your body that automatically and exquisitely aligns with your thoughts. Everything you do and say is first a thought in your physical brain. You think and then you do. Which cycles back to the original thought. So if your thinking is off or if it's toxic, then your communication through what you say will also be off. It's also going to be toxic. In exactly the same environment, those with a positive mindset tend to create positive situations, while those with a negative mindset tend to create negative situations. Proverbs 23, verse 7, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. If you're always saying, God, I can never hold down a job. Man, you know, I, I, I'm always... I'm always a knucklehead. Oh, yeah. Guess what you're going to be? A knucklehead. <laughs> Stop. Change the way you think. Let me close now with having a sound mind. Because this is what God wants to help us with. God wants to give you a sound mind so you can function in society. And we need a healthy mind and a balanced mind. And that's what a sound mind is. 2 Timothy 1, 7, our main text, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You see, my friends, sometimes the devil attacks us with some form of sickness or with some stroke or dementia or some other means. It, it messes with our minds. So we're going, we're going to believe that God will reverse these effects and return things to normal for many of you. True story, folks. True story. I was in one of the states here in, in America, and uh, we started, it was just a Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, four services. On Friday night, this gentleman, uh, he had already been coming for just a little bit now. This guy, uh, he, he, he had the highest level of schizophrenia. Schizo, cuckoo. Uh, someone told me, you know, you need to go see a psychiatrist. I mean, you know, some psychiatrists have such an arrogancy about them, and they think they know exactly what pills to give you. And, well, you know, some, some pills help. Yeah, folks, if you're under medication, you need it, then take it. You know, when, when your body balances out, God helps you. And when you come to church, you hear sermons, God helps you. Anyway, so this particular man, he goes, and the lady starts asking him questions, and she goes, Whoa, my gosh, you have the highest level of schizo. Uh, but but uh, I'm going to give you this medication for this, and then this one for that, and then this one for that. Oh, but these, they have side effects. So this one's going to take care of the side effect of that one. This one's going to take care of the side effect of that. By the time she's done, he had a shoebox of pills. What? <laughs> a shoebox of pills? The guy goes empty, he comes out with a shoebox of pills. Now, he lost his work because he's always drugged up. He, he's in, you know, can't even function now. Lost his job. But someone brought him to church one night. 
And he heard 2 Timothy 1.7. Here's the power of, uh, of Scripture, folks. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and here's the third one that caught his attention. God gives me a sound mind. He goes, God gives me a sound mind? I'm making that mine. I'm making it mine. Here's what he did without telling anybody. But for a long period of time, he began to wean himself off. Little by little, he just cut a little bit off the pill and he'd take the rest. He kept doing, he did it for a long time. Till finally, he's off of it. During this whole process, you know, he has to have meetings with his psychiatrist. And she says, she's, she's all bragging about him to the other guys. Hey, have you guys seen my client? He's good. Huh? You know why? The medication I give him. You guys want to know the prescriptions? Just come look me up. She's all bragging about him. She's all telling him, wow, you're looking good. He hasn't said nothing to her that he's weaned himself almost completely off. Oh, thank you, Doc. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. You're my best client. You're my best. Oh, yeah. Finally, he says, I'm going to tell her. He's completely off now. He goes to her, and uh, she goes, Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I know you look good. Mm. You need, do you need any uh, um, um, uh, refills? Oh, no, no, that's what I want to talk to you about. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell me. Yeah, I, I, I've weaned myself off completely, all of them. <gasps> what? You can't do that, you cuckoo. You, you have the highest level schizo. No, no, no. Remember, you've been telling me that I'm good, and I am good. You've been telling me that, I, you know, I'm your best, your best customer, your best client, and I am. But it's not because of you, because of him. I'm taking the gospel. The gospel. I'm taking the gospel. Amen. God gives me power, love, and a sound mind. She goes, you're going to have to sign this waiver. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be, you're cuckoo. No, I'm not. Give me that waiver. There you go. Totally set free, folks. Because he read a scripture, he heard a scripture. He came to church. One scripture changed his life. You see, folks, God wants to help you here. Parents, let God help you here so you can help your children. Because many of our children are suffering here. And then plus whatever the school teaches them now. Oh my God. When my son was going to the university, I said, son, you got to balance things out what you hear there. And you got to read your words so you can balance things. Thank God he did. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Colossians 3, 1-3 If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated where is where Christ is seated at the right hand of God? Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Second Corinthians ten verse five. The latter part says, "We take captive every thought 
to make it obedient to Christ. My friends, this is what God wants us to do. You know what? Take on what God's Spirit gives you. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. See, my friend, that's what God wants to give you. Total opposite of what the world does. And tonight you can have that. You can have that. You don't have to be bound by this crazy, chaotic mindset. God can help and help you remove depression, oppression, double-mindedness, uh, uh, suicidal thoughts, tormenting thought. God can help you, my friend. You're in the right place tonight. I want you to bow your heads. Thank you for being attentive. Thank you. Someone said, what you choose to trust and believe will impact every area of your life for either good or bad. We're asking you, trust God. Let Him be your Lord and Savior. Let Him come into your life. Change you on the inside. My friends, tonight, you know the greatest miracle of all miracles is the miracle of salvation? That's the one I read to you where it says that God can make you a new creation. God can make you a brand new person on the inside. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Would you like a new chapter, a new page to be turned in your life? My friend, God can do it. God can do it. Tonight, I want to bring you to a decision. A decision to accept and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about church membership, okay? If you don't want to come here, or I'm not talking about that. I'm asking you about your soul. God wants to come in right now and change you, my friend. There's visitors with us. Thank you for coming. Someone might have invited you from church. Maybe you saw a flyer. Maybe you just saw the church building. You say, you know, there's a lot of cars. I'm going to drop by and see what's going on. We're having revival, special services. And you happen to pick this night to be here. The night God wants to help you with your thoughts. He wants to remove those tormenting thoughts depression, suicidal thought. God wants to help you, my friend. Here it is. The greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. That's where you say, God, I need help. I need help. How many would like that prayer? I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but I just want to pray with you. All you have to do is just lift up your hand. Yes. Yes. Anyone else? Hands are going up. God bless you. Thank you. I see your hand here up front. Anyone else? Yes. I see your hands. Thank you. Yes, God bless you. Thank you. My friend, I'm getting more and more young kids coming up to me and telling me, could you please pray for me? I'm falling into depression. I'm having these suicidal thoughts. I've already tried committing suicide already. You need help, my friend. And God's, God's Spirit is here to help you. 
You don't have to be that way anymore. Who else would like this prayer? Maybe you're backslidden. At one time you had given your life to Christ, but you've lost the joy of salvation. And tonight you say, you know, I want to renew my vow with God again. How many would like that? Lift up your hand. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You say, yeah, me too, preacher. I need that. I need the peace of God again. Would you like that, my friend? Would you join us just by lifting up your hand? Say, me too, preacher. Here's my hand. I need that. God bless you. Yes, I see your hand too. Yes, yes, yes. There's more hands going up. God bless you. That's all God wants. He just wants honesty. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I need you to respond. I need you to respond. Don't let the devil win. Tonight you can win. You can be victorious. You can leave different from the way you came in. God wants to help you. Would you lift up your hand and say, yes, me too. Yes, thank you. Thank you, yes. Anyone else? Anyone else? This is for you. Yes, God, yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, anyone else? Anyone else? Yes, yes. Wow, very good. Everyone who lifted your hand, will you stand up? And will you come here so I can pray with you? Come here. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Thank you. Thank you. Just come. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray with you. God's going to help you tonight. Wow. Thank you for coming. Come here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Come here. This is your night. These troubling thoughts, they're going to leave. They're going to leave. God's going to set you free. You picked a perfect night to come. You picked a perfect night to come. I'm going to wait for these others. Thank you. You picked a perfect night to come. God's going to help us. He's going to set us free. What Jesus did on the cross of Calvary was real, my friends. It was real. He came to set us free. I want you to say this prayer with me, okay? Just bow your heads, close your eyes, repeat after me. Say it out loud. Say, God, thank you that you love me because sometimes I don't feel loved. But you love me and you want to help me and I need help. Tonight, I believe that you did go to the cross for me. You took my sins and you died. You were buried, but you rose on the third day and you're alive tonight. Come into my life. Change me. Change the way I've been thinking. Tonight, Lord, I repent, which means I am going to change the way I've been thinking. The way I've been speaking. The way I've been living. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. So that I can have that power. That love. And the sound mind. That I so desperately need. I need it right now. I ask you to come into my life. And change me. In Jesus' name, amen.
Look at me. Right now, your names, your names are written down in the Lamb's book of life. God just told His angels, write her name, her name, her name, her name, His name, your name, your name, your Right now in the book of life. That's where your name has to be if you're going to make heaven your home. Your name just written there. I want to pray with you now. Father, remove the spirit of depression, anxiety, worry, oppression, crazy and wicked thoughts, suicidal thoughts. Be gone in the name of Jesus. God, give them a spirit of joy and peace. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stay right here. God just did a wonderful work. Church, please stand. Please stand. This message is for the whole church. Saved or unsaved. Believer, non-believer. Because we all battle here sometimes. And the devil knows how to attack us. When I was pastoring... And I wasn't seeing the fruit that I wanted to see. The devil would attack me. He says, what are you doing as a pastor, man? Get back home. You're not even, you're not even a pastor. I'm telling you, man, I, I was going through some crazy stuff. It doesn't matter who you are. God gives every one of us the power to control this right here, what comes in. And it's time you and I, we take authority, dominion over those crazy thoughts and say, enough. How many want to say enough? Huh? Enough. Enough. I'm going to have the victory by the blood of Jesus. Second Corinthians, or excuse me, Second Timothy 1.7, he gives me power by the Holy Spirit, a love. Now you're going to love people again. And you're going to love yourself instead of hating yourself. You're going to love yourself and love others. There's a balance in that. But then he says, I'm going to give you a sound mind. A balanced mind. Why? So we can function. We can function. We can make good decisions. Parents, God will help us to make good decisions for our kids and for our marriage and in our jobs. And God wants to help us. I'm going to ask the whole church, would you come forward? I want to pray for all of us. Because we need help right here, folks. Come. Come. I told you we're going to have a deliverance night. That's what God wants to do. Romans 12.2, the other text that I use, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. God's going to help you and I to renew our minds tonight. Your part is you're going to be careful what you're doing on social media. Some of you might have to just cut off Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and whatever other garbage. You're going to have to get that off. I'm sorry. Some of you spend too much time. Cut it down to 30 minutes, and that's it. A day. 30 minutes. Boom. Done. No more. Why? Because it's affecting you. God wants to give you a right mindset. But all the stuff you're watching, listening to, and and it gives you a chaotic mindset. That's why so many 
kids and so many adults are doing some crazy things now. But if we just go to God's Word, society can be a better place. And it starts with you and I. The answers are right here. That's why pastors always telling you, read. Read. Read your Word. You spend six hours on social media, how about if you spend one hour in the book? One. Spend some time. Pray. Talk with God. He hears you. He loves you. He really loves you. Some of you don't think He does. He really does. Loves you. Bow your heads. I'm going to pray with you. Father, these are such precious people. Many of them need help right now. Renew their minds, God. Remove this spirit of depression, anxiety, oppression, spirit of suicide. Remove it right now. This spirit that they feel unloved. Remove it. Negative thinking, God. Set them free tonight. Set them free. I want all of us to say this prayer with me. All of us say, God, I need help with my mind. Remove tormenting thoughts. My thoughts and life have been chaotic lately. I want to be free. I want to have a sound mind. And a peace of mind. God, I will do my part by capturing and putting away foolish thinking and chaotic living. I need your help to think clearly and make good decisions. I invite the Holy Spirit to guide me and help me. I will take on the mind of Christ. And I thank you that the blood of Jesus sets me free. God, I receive my deliverance right now. I will not allow these tormenting and chaotic thoughts to overwhelm me anymore. I will change my way of thinking. By controlling what I think about. I will use prayer and I will meditate on your word. I receive my deliverance right now. And I receive the spirit of joy. And I cast out the spirit of depression. And oppression. And anxiety. And worry. And fears loneliness, depression, or uh, suicidal thoughts. I am set free. Thank you, Jesus, that you love me in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a clap offering. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. We're going to sing a song. Yeah, we're going to sing a song.
sing it with us. Sing it with us. Yes. Lift your hands, folks. It means a sign of surrender. We're surrendering to Jesus tonight. Yes. 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 What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. heaven without us so Jesus you brought heaven down my sin was great your love was greater what could separate us now what a wonderful name it is What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Let's give them praise now. Give them praise. Hallelujah. Give them thanks. Thank Him right now. Just thank Him. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. Thank you for giving us freedom tonight by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.